Hey friends, and welcome to Her Soul, a safe space where we discuss all things God, self-love, and peace of mind. I'm your host, Camille Allison, and my goal is to encourage you in your everyday walk so that you can live in the freedom that God promises you. It's that Christian girl talk you need in your life. So grab your journal, favorite pen, a cup of coffee, and let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome into this week's episode of Her Soul, it's your girl Camille, and thank you guys once again for joining me for another week of some good old conversation. Now, I know you already see it, but this week's title is called Praying for Your Enemies, and I know this is something a lot of us don't even consider, but just recently, God kind of slapped me in the face with this revelation, and I wanted to share it with you all. But before we get into that and get into all this goodness, I just wanted to do a quick announcement. You guys, don't forget to engage with and follow the Her Soul account on Instagram at hersoul underscore XO. Or you can also follow my personal page at Camille Allison underscore. Either place will be able to connect. And if you guys want to chat it up, if you have topics that you guys want to hear discussed on the show, go ahead and leave me those suggestions. I love it when I hear from y'all. So thank you in advance. And also don't forget to rate the show on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. And I will leave the link to all of these things in the show notes. So don't forget to check that out. So I wanted to start and tell you guys a little bit of a story about someone that I know. And I want to be as respectful of this person as humanly possible. So I'm not going to mention their name. Um, but I'm going to tell y'all what it was and what it is and give you guys something to kind of pull from and relate to. So this particular person, do y'all know you have that person who just is very, very negative, right? And they like to talk about people. They like to gossip. And when they engage with you, they want to see how far they can go with you. So if they start talking about somebody, they want to see if you too are going to latch on and start talking bad about that person as well. And that is very much so, you know, what this person is like. I'll mention too that unfortunately, because of the circumstances, this is somebody that I have to encounter on a regular basis. And, um, It's not just me, but there's other people around us as well. We all have to engage with this particular person. And the consensus amongst everyone else is pretty much the same. It's a very negative person. And she just doesn't create a an energy of positivity and encouragement and upliftment like you would want to be around. And if you guys know anything about me, you know that I'm all about peace of mind. I don't want the extra stress, the extra nonsense, the foolishness, the things we don't have to deal with. But unfortunately, this person brings that every single time. Um, there are people who are afraid of her. There um, are people who just do not appreciate her as a person because of the terrible things that she does. And... Uh, I can't even really get into the specifics of it, but this is a person who holds a lot of power and she negatively affects the people around her by the things that she does. And so there are people who are afraid of her because of that. And in my own personal experience with her, you guys, like literally from the moment that I met her, something was just off. My spirit just did not agree with her and I didn't. You know, I recognized the fact that something was off, but I kind of left it at that point. I will say that 
I'd known this person probably like a little bit over a year, just, yeah, just a little bit over a year. And in that year's time, she is consistently just not a person that I want to be around. And unfortunately, I have to be, but I'm telling you guys, this is a person who I have seen do some pretty nasty things to people who has um been just... <sighs> just not just not a good person by my standard just not a good person and I'm going to keep it real with y'all somebody that I wish I did not have to see on a regular basis talk to on a regular basis or engage with at all like I've seen this person do some pretty bad things to people and she thinks that it's okay like in her mind she doesn't recognize it as wrong and um it's something dangerous about people like that I'm going to just say Right now, there's something dangerous about people like that. But long story short, she's just not somebody I would like in my circle. Not somebody that I, you know, care for too much. And it sounds terrible to say, but if I'm being honest, these are the thoughts that have sat in my heart for literally a little over a year. Right. And so the other day I was on the way to pick up my groceries from Walmart. And I'm listening to Joyce Meyer on, um, I like to listen to her podcast. So I'm just listening to that on the way. And she's just talking about personality. And she's saying, you know, if you are a negative person, you don't have to feel stuck in that negativity. You can change your personality through prayer. You know, God hears us. We are not stuck. If we reach out to him and ask him to change us, he will. And so I'm listening to Joyce and I'm like, immediately my mind goes to this person. And then on top of that, I hear God tell me, you've been complaining about this person for this long, but have you prayed for her? Oh gosh, y'all, that was like, he pulled the rug from underneath my feet. And like immediately I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, you're absolutely right. He said, Camille, you've been praying. I mean, not praying. You've been complaining about this person constantly but have you prayed for her and so that kind of like sent me down like this whirlwind I stopped I said a prayer for this person a genuine prayer for the healing of her spirit and all of that goodness and I'm it just really made me think I've been honestly dissatisfied with this person complaining about this person talking behind this person's back and I haven't ever prayed for her. And that, you guys, is the key. That's what God was telling me. He said, have you prayed for her? And so my question to you all is, how many of you rush to pray for your enemies or those that are negatively impacting your life? How many of you guys, when you meet that opposition from a person or when you encounter somebody who has basically done wrong against you, how many of you stop and say, I'm going to pray for them? I honestly, I know for me, that's not my first inclination, right? Our initial response is to attack. It's to put up our defenses. You know, we look at this person and we want to identify all their wrongdoings, all of the bad things about them. We basically, you know, we probably go and talk behind their back, all of that. Like I said, I knew this person for over a year. And like literally had a problem with her for over a year. And I just now prayed for her. I'm just now starting to pray for her. So my challenge for you guys today is basically to consider that prayer is actually your best defense. 
And so what God was telling me in that car, you guys, this this mind-blowing revelation, you guys, took me deeper. I, I had to do some research on it, figure out what the word said about it. And it took me to Jesus's Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, and specifically that last portion, verses 43 through 48. So that's our anchor verse for today, Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 48. And I'm not even... I'm not going to explain it in my own words. I'm going to read it to you guys because literally Jesus tells us verbatim what it is that we're supposed to do. And he explains it better than I could ever. So I'm going to read it from the MSG, the message version. But in your own time, go back and read it in the NIV, ESV, King James, you know, whatever you prefer. I very rarely ever use this translation, but I'm going to today because I want you guys to understand me plainly what it is that God is saying, what it is that Jesus is saying. And so if you're not familiar with the Sermon on the Mount, this is a sermon preached by Jesus on a mountaintop in Galilee. And he um, is talking to his disciples and he's basically the whole overall message of it is about repenting and reformation. So this particular person is talking about loving your enemies and it says, You're familiar with the old written law, love your friend, and its unwritten companion, hate your enemy. I'm challenging that. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer, for then you are working out of your true selves, your God-created selves. This is what God does. He gives his best, the sun to warm and the rain to nourish, to everyone, regardless, the good and bad, the nice and nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that. In a word, what I'm saying is grow up. You are kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously toward others the way God lives toward you. Man, oh man, y'all, do you pray for your haters? Okay, let's go ahead and break this thing down a little bit. Um, I used the Matthew Henry commentary in my Bible study time of this passage, so that's where a lot of this is coming from. But basically, Jesus starts off right off the bat in verse 43 and 44, challenging our worldly view, our worldly way, our worldly human approach, right? Basically, the world tells us to love your neighbor or love those who love you and to hate your enemies, right? If somebody does bad against you, you know, they are forever scarred in your book. Don't mess with them. Bump them. That's how we're um, programmed to think, right? But in verse 44, Jesus says to love your enemies and then pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who persecute you. So not hate them. So some takeaways um, from this particular piece of the passage, according to Matthew Henry, what he's saying, the first part, what we have to do. I have three takeaways for this. The first thing, and y'all, let me put a disclaimer. These are not going to be easy things. We're going to have to swallow some pride (laughs) and really humble ourselves to do these things. But the first thing that we must do is speak well of them. We must speak well of them. So if they speak bad against you, 
respond with friendly words. And I know that this is hard. The greatest example and how I know this message is so relevant to today, you guys. I don't know if y'all have heard the Wendy Williams and Tabitha Brown controversy, but oh my gosh, this woman, Tabitha Brown, her spirit is so pure, you guys. Her relationship with God is admirable. And the fact that she was able to pray for someone who spoke out publicly against her, the fact that she was able to take the high road and not play into the pettiness that Wendy Williams was given. I mean, you guys, hands down, just an, an example that we all should follow. That's how I know this message is so relevant. Um, Anyway, so if they speak bad against you, respond with something kind towards them. And all of the talking behind their back, you guys, instead of speaking negatively behind their back, what Matthew Henry says that we should do is that we should speak well of what's good about them. So point out some good things about them. And then we got to take it up a notch. The second thing that we must do is we must do well to them. We must do well to them. So speak well of them. Now we must do well to them. Yeah. This is really, this really takes some, um, self humility. Basically, this is saying that we must do good to those that hate us. And by doing good to them, this is an even better proof of our love, right? Better than speaking well of them is the fact that we're taking it up taking it up a notch and we're actually showing them that we love them. And then the third thing that we must do is that we must pray for them. And this is Jesus's specific command to pray for them. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. So let me tell you guys, when I did this, when I stopped and I prayed for this person, I immediately had this weight lift off of my shoulder and this burden lifted off of me and it transitioned me into uh, this God perspective, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But it made me realize that this person had no control. This person, although yes, is negative, my prayer released that negativity from my life. And seriously, I felt better. I felt better that I prayed for her because I gave it to God and I know that God is going to handle it. Okay. So then you ask, why must we do these things, right? Why, why must we speak well of them? Why must we do good to them? Why must we pray for them? You know, I don't want to do any of this stuff because, you know, these ain't my friends. These are people who are negative towards me, who are negatively impacting my life. So why do I have to be nice to them? <laughs> in, in other words, right? So the first thing verse 45 tells us is so that we may be like God, our father. On this Christian walk, we strive to walk in righteousness, right? That's kind of like our our main thing. Our goal is to walk in righteousness. And this can be exhibited in a number of ways. But if we look at verse 45, we see it talks about the sun and the rain. These gifts or these blessings from God. These are basically common things that God gives to us, but it doesn't discriminate between, okay, you're good, so I'll give you some sunshine or, you know, you're good, I will nourish you with the rain. That's not how it works. You know, the sun shines on everyone. The rain comes down on everyone. So these common blessings, these mercies from God are indiscriminate. 
and they are proof of God's goodness to us. So these two common gifts are given indifferently to the good and to the evil, the just and the unjust. We all do wrong and God still loves us the same. So that's number one, like give people the grace that God gives to us. The second reason that we must do it is highlighted in verses 46 through 47. And basically, okay, so to do good to those who do good to us, that's our common human thinking, our common human idea. The problem with that is that we expect reward or recognition for doing good, right? So how humbling is it to show favor to a hater, to an enemy, to someone who doesn't want to see you do well? How humbling is that to show favor to them and know that they likely will not care or that they likely will not recognize the fact that you are being nice to them or you're doing good to them? Think about that. Another thing I wanted to point out, and Matthew Henry in his commentary said this, and it kind of just blows my mind to even, you know, dig into this, but follow me. Christianity is more than humanity. What do I mean when I say that? So what do we do more than others? What do we as Christians do more than others? How do we live above the people of the world? And not necessarily in a prideful sense, but what separates Christians from common man? This is a a really good point. It says that the world will say good for good, but we must say practice good for evil. For every evil that we face, we have to fight it with good. That's our, that's a different, that's the difference. That's why Christianity is above humanity, is more than humanity. That's what separates us from common man is the practice of good for evil. We cannot expect the reward of Christians, you guys, if we rise no higher than the virtues of common man. So essentially, this sermon on the mount, this call, this challenge to us, you guys, God is saying, listen, this is your duty as my kingdom people. What did the MSG version say? It said, grow up. (laughs) You are kingdom, operate in your kingdom selves, operate better than what the world tells you is the normal way of doing things. So then in verse 48, we have Jesus's final exhortation or his final challenge to us. And he says, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. And that's why I like the MSG version on this, because it kind of broke this down a little bit. Verse 48 in MSG, remember it said, in a word, what I'm saying is grow up. You are kingdom subjects. Now live like it. And here we go. It says, live out your God created identity. Live generously and graciously toward others the way that God lives towards you. So basically, y'all, our duty is to desire, to aim for, and to press toward a perfection in grace and in holiness. Right. This is the example that God has set before us. He has called us to take the high road. And it's so crazy because we're raised up in this world where taking the high road is never really the popular thing to do. But yet again, what sets you apart? We got to be the bigger person. That's what we teach our kids. Um, 
And we have to exhibit that as adults. He is calling us to take the high road. Also, you guys, it's God's perfection to forgive and to do good to the evil and the unthankful and the haters, y'all. So it's it would be our perfection if we strive to do those same things, to forgive our haters, to speak well of those who come against us, to do good to them in spite of the bad that they've done to us. Right. This is how we operate a step above as hard as that may be <laughs> and as humbling a process as that may be. This is what God is telling us to do. So the last part of this episode, I just wanted to talk to you guys about what happened as a result of me praying for this person and releasing that from my life. Number one, you guys, a weight. I told you guys already a weight was lifted off of my shoulders. It was like. A contentment came over me um, that I can't even really explain, but it's just knowing that I was not letting that person's negativity affect me anymore. And it transitioned me into this God perspective. So what is the God perspective? And I've been thinking about this because we talk a lot about perspective on this show. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't come to this revelation until after the passing of my great grandma, because she always lived by this saying that only what you do for Christ will last. Okay. And so if I come, if I approach everything in my life from this perspective, you know, how is this affecting eternity? How is this advancing God's kingdom? You know, in what way am I representing Christ? Okay. It takes the pressure off of things. So I realize that in this world, there are people set up um, who believe that they have control over you, who believe that they can guide you know, your decisions and they believe they have power over you, basically. But when you transition into this God perspective, it takes their power away. No longer are they this big person that can continue to negatively affect your life because you have released them through your prayer. You have released them to God. That's it. And I realize no, th- no one has more control, more power than God. And I know I'm a child of God and I know he'll look out for my best interest in whatever the way that may be. So that's what I mean when I say I transition into this God perspective. Also, this was a great reminder to me that, y'all, we don't have to fight. Jesus loves us that much that he already fought for us, that he went to the cross and he died for us, you guys. The battle is already won. It's already been done. And when you can take your mindset out of the here and now, oh my God, I can't stand this person. Every day I have to deal with this person. They are giving me all kinds of strife, making my life harder than it needs to be. Take that power away from them. Don't let them continue to poison your mind with these negative emotions and feelings. Release them back to God and say, God, I don't know what this person might be facing. And this, this was my prayer about this person. I said, I don't know what she might be facing or what it is that she's dealing with in her life that's causing her to project out on me and the other people around us. But I pray for her that whatever it is that you clear her mind, clear her spirit, renew her father God, that her negative and nasty ways that are not of you, that you correct those. And that's it. It doesn't even have to be fancy, y'all. You can basically say, Lord. <laughs> and then another thing, y'all. Pray that he correct your heart as well, that he help you to stop, you know, doing the things that are perpetuating the negativity. And when I say that, those things are 
talking behind that person's back or, um, you know, spreading the gossip about that person and causing more people to be dissatisfied even more <laughs> with the person. You know what I'm saying? So these are just things I want y'all to keep in mind. When God told me this, when this came to me, I knew he was telling me to just stop letting this lady have so much, you know, to do with me in my life and to just keep it moving because he had it under control. I had to believe that I had to trust that and I needed to release this through prayer back to him. So pray for your haters, y'all. It's the best thing that you could do for your life right now. Um, Okay, that's it. That's all I got for y'all. I pray, pray, pray that you guys stay safe. Have a blessed week. And I will see you all next week, y'all.